Hi, and welcome to Super Engaging Podcast with myself, Steve Halpern. I missed a couple of podcasts. Try and keep up because there's so much new information coming out every single day. And of course, I'm an AI fan and I run through studies and ideas and see what I come up with for my audience. Because remember, the purpose of podcasts is to give you the latest scientific health information that can give you a long health span. That's the key. Lifespan, we don't know. Health span, we're working on it. So let me tell you about the thing I'm most excited by right now. And I get excited by a lot of things, you know, because I have the privilege of working with some really great practitioners and we brainstorm together. Colchicine. Now, if you've had gout, not a great thing to have. You know, you get high uric acid and uh, you get crystals in your toes and your legs and it's very uncomfortable. And one of the drugs that actually came from ancient Chinese medicine, an herb, colchicine. And colchicine lowers uric acid and seems to, or doesn't seem to, can relieve a lot of uncomfortable gout conditions in people with a tendency to produce high uric acid. Well, listen to this. Yes, (laughs) the FDA just approved another use of colchicine and the uses for cardiovascular cardiovascular yeah we're seeing you know quicker treatments and and rates going down but still the leading cause of death in the United States is heart disease and so what are your choices well you can go into statins and uh, and some of the new cholesterol drugs you can also work on your diet losing weight and exercise you can do those things which can help but listen to this. Fantastic. Because everyone on, that I come across, all the YouTube videos, they're always throwing out these studies, this study, this study, this study. They don't qualify the study. Okay. But oh, here's the study. Okay. And what they found was, listen to this, a 23%, 23% reduction in cardiac mortality with colchicine. Yes, but not necessarily the dose that's used for gout. This dose was 0.5 milligrams. Now, why would it seem to do what it seems to do? Well, because it deals with inflammation. And let me, let me go through a little lay explanation of this whole cardiovascular issue. Lots of controversy. Still, to this day, lots of controversy. And we have, you know, I don't know the the number of bypass and stents that are being put in today. And the idea, and there's a question. Has there ever been a double-blind, placebo-controlled study on stents? You mean like a fake? Well, there was a study done in England. Yes, where people got, never got the stents. They had a little cut, but they never got the stents. And the results were the same. Now, I'm not saying if you have what's called the Widowmaker, 
that's <laughs> the major blood vessel that goes from your heart to your lungs. And if that's blocked, you don't have that much time. But all the others seem to be, well, you're 60% blocked, you're 40% blocked, you're 90% blocked. Then the question is, what's going on? Well, it's inflammation. It's damage. What we call oxidative damage. Okay, you know, uh, the campfire out of control. You know, they even say, uh, uh, you know, blood vessel. I, I don't know if it's so. I have to check it out. But somebody was promoting that uh, just the blood flow can cause sheer, sheer, S-A-T-R, sheer damage to the blood vessels. I don't know. Maybe. But what do we do? Now, a 23% reduction are we going to see huge commercials for this? I don't know. Because remember, you know, drug companies love things that are on patent and not off patent. Where people make generic versions of these drugs. And if they can make a generic version of a drug, they're not going to promote it particularly. So it wasn't the drug companies that put out all these great statements about cultocene. No, the FDA somehow came about and decided maybe, um, I don't know who submitted the information or the studies to approve that. Are there other things that might be a benefit? Well, we use in our office, we use the Cleveland Heart Lab test, which really gets into details. It's not just LDL cholesterol, oh, oxidized cholesterol, lipo A. It's the whole parameter markers. F2, F2 isoprostane is a very big marker of oxidative stress. Things like, uh, uh, are, you, are you, now this is an important one, PLA2, PLAC2, PLAC2 is a marker for oxidative stress and the possibility of soft plaque. So you can have plaque that's not a problem. Just there. Okay, it might be narrowing the blood vessel, but it has to be a clot or a blockage. Right? Clot forms, blockage, then you have a problem. So the idea now, from a nutrition point of view, and again, I have to put a disclaimer, but you know, I have the right to put out this information, something called nanokinase an enzyme that works as a natural blood thinner, which might actually, and in some studies have shown, and there's another one called serapeptidase, another interesting enzyme that seems to help prevent some of the clotting, excessive platelet clumping and clotting. That's a great idea. Why not? When there's no negative effects. You know, I've seen... Unfortunately, even people with low, low cholesterol, vegetarians. In fact, one of the people and one of my clients helped start the Roadrunners Club. Skinny, very thin, ran all the time, vegetarian, low cholesterol, and major blocked arteries. Hmm. So, we have to look really carefully sometimes at this whole cholesterol, cholesterol, cholesterol. Yeah? Got to sound, go to a practitioner who has an open mind and look at the whole picture.
blood sugar, blood sugar levels, so important, pre-diabetic, metabolic syndrome, so, so important. So if you'd like additional information, uh, contact me. I can uh, be, I, I will be still working on it. I'm still working on getting, I have a website called, uh, well, it's on, it's on Facebook. It's called Super Anti-Aging, Super Anti-Aging Group. And I'm going to start to post those. I'm still working on my website uh, and my social media. Get the information out so we don't have to suffer these age-related conditions. You know, one of the largest groups now uh, getting heart attacks and is postmenopausal women. Postmenopausal women. And so we have to look at that whole issue of the hormones. You know, what's going on there? And of course, women have different symptoms. They don't have the same symptoms as men. And so that is a problem. So this might be an interesting thing to look at. I come to the end of this podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe so you get the latest information and uh, share this on your social media and where you can so we can get this information out. So I come to the end of the podcast and again, I want to Thank you for listening.